Welcome back to the Future in Focus podcast, or if you're new here, thank you. In today's episode, we speak to LRQA Supply Chain Assurance Technical Director, Kimberly Coffin, about some of the issues the food industry is currently facing and how businesses can ensure product integrity despite these ever-evolving risks. To begin, our interviewer put this question to Kimberly. In recent years, we have seen the risk landscape for the food industry rapidly change. What do you think is driving this evolution? Thanks for the question, Holly. And it's a great question. And there's so many things to be considered. I think, you know, for the food industry, there's been, you know, a historical and very strong focus on food safety and quality um, for many, many years. And as a consequence, they've developed really good systems to actually manage those risks associated with those key factors and, and those expectations. But when we, we think about kind of what's happened in the last two to three years, the scale and the, the number of changes that organizations um, and, and specifically food safety professionals within businesses are grappling with, you know, include the impact of the pandemic, um, you know, we've got geopolitical issues um, that are actually driving um, issues with supply and, and availability. We've got, you know, the impact of um, climate and climate change, you know, both from the context of flood and fire that are impacting actually our ability to actually produce food or to actually supply food and, and, and maintain the quality level of some of the baseline foodstuffs that we use in the manufacturing of food products. And even more, most recently, you know, the actual cost pressures that the industry is facing with regards to the sourcing of materials, um, as well as the, the demand and the need for them to be able to actually um, meet consumer needs by way of um, food to put on the table um, at cost competitive prices due to the inflationary um, impacts on every consumer household. All of these things, when you wrap them up, you know, they have had a, a significant change in the way that our supply networks and our supply chains work and our supply sourcing and what supply sourcing we have available to us in order to um, meet the consumer need for food. You then actually compound that with an increased consumer awareness and curiosity. I like that. I also like to say not just the awareness, but the curiosity of consumers with regards to where their food comes from you know, what um, their food is made from. And that's driving higher levels of, of a desire for transparency, which means not only are we in, in many cases from food industry perspective, having to look at alternative sources, having, having to look at uh, multiple and new supply sources, having to look at new ways um, to actually manufacture products, but, you know, we need to make sure that we have a clear understanding and knowledge with regards to the source of those materials so that we can actually meet that consumer awareness and, and curiosity for transparency, um, as well as the how products are, are manufactured and, 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 and where they're coming from in a social perspective. You know, our human rights, um, our expectations with regards to worker welfare, as well as you know, environmental sustainable practices being met. And, and not only are consumers expecting that or wanting uh, businesses to be able to demonstrate that from a transparency perspective, they're also in many respects looking for the big brands from a food perspective to help them 
um, really to do the right thing, to actually be the good consumer, to actually manage risk in, in that perspective as well with regards to the decisions that they make in the context of the food that they eat. Um, and then when you kind of overlay more recently, the evolution of really the investment communities, real clear targeted line of sight with regards to the importance of ESG, as well as and specifically sustainability in actually being able to meet those consumer demands, make particular investment strategies um, that will make money, um, if you will, for stakeholders and shareholders. You know, there is this, this now this additional overlay that businesses need to actually um, ensure that they've got very clear commitments and strategies around not just food safety and, and keeping food safe, but also all of these additional factors. And in some cases, that might underpin that brand's ability to um, get actual resources and, and financial support in the context of um, growing their business. And do you think it will ever go back to the way it once was? In short, no. I think, and I think that's probably one of the um, the things that from a, a food perspective is there has been this increasing awareness, I would say over the last probably six to 12 months that our paradigm has shifted and it has, it has shifted dramatically. And I think one of the things that we've been seeing in, in a number of the client conversations that we've been having is really um, going back and taking a very strategic look at really how and what matters from a risk perspective when they look at uh, both their sourcing strategies as well as their overriding food safety and quality um, processes that they're employing within their organizations. What are the current biggest risks the food industry is facing and what are the implications for businesses? Okay, I'm going to probably put this into two buckets um, when I think about this. Um, when I think about it from a supply and a manufacturing perspective um, for brands, it's become quite complex with regards to getting the materials that they need, getting access to the people that they actually need to actually manufacture the process. And at the same time, the costs are driving up and up and up with regards to all of those inputs that they use to manufacture food. That leads itself to, if you will, a number of risks with regards to how they operate their business. And as I said earlier, from a food safety and from a quality perspective, in many respects, which is the core, if you will, of what drives the food industry, They've got, you know, really well-established systems in place. Um, they've had them in for a very long time with regards to, you know, how they source their materials, how they onboard suppliers, how they look for alternative sourcing um, of raw materials that they need, the people that work and, and the processes and the procedures they have in place with regards to how they manage risk within their own operations. And, and I think one of the things that really seeing and it's, it's depicted very much in the context of uh, the number and nature of recalls that we're seeing um, since the start of 2022 is that although there are systems in place and, and, and the food industry has been very focused and has really good control measures that this need to actually look at alternative raw materials to you know look at how many lines do I run with the, the number of available people? How and what do I need to do by way of cost savings are actually causing 
me some concern in the context with regards to whether organizations have gone back and actually tested whether those traditional systems and procedures that they have in place for controlling risk and managing risk within their business are still fit for purpose. Are they still trying to do the same things with lesser numbers of people? Are they still trying to follow very traditional supplier onboarding processes where time is of the essence? Um, I guess what I'm saying is, is, you know, really it's concerning in that how effective are those change management procedures? Are they keeping pace with the nature of the change that businesses are, are needing to make in order to continue to meet the demand for food to put on the table for their consumers? And ultimately, that can actually cause issues um, for them by way of, I, I hate to say it, cutting corners, um, but actually in the name of being agile and being in the name of actually continuing to get food out the door, are they actually taking the time to go back and looking at whether those processes and procedures that they have in place to manage and control risk are still suitable and fit for purpose? Another key area that I wanted to talk a bit about is the added pressure of the food industry to actually demonstrate commitments their commitments to ESG and doing the right things, and specifically around making unpacked claims. It is well understood within the food industry that food safety is not a competitive advantage. I think we're still living in a space whereby um, the brand marketing teams are seeing that they can get some competitive advantage in the context of various commitments to environment and environmental claims. I think one of the key struggles and one of the key risks that organizations are having is how to balance that thirst, if you will, to be doing the right thing by the environment and, and getting the right claims out on product and package with ensuring that they're actually undertaking the appropriate measures by which to be able to demonstrate that um, all of the evidence that's required to support those um, are actually being collected, are actually being authenticated, are being verified to ensure that they actually don't run the risk of being accused of greenwashing, which is increasingly being something that a number of government regulators are looking at very, very closely with regards to environmental claims. I guess in the end, what this really means for organizations and, and how this is going to have the greatest impact from an organizational perspective is really around a, a clear impact on brand reputation and consumer trust. And specifically, when I think about it from a food safety or from a, a food fit for purpose and, and a food safety perspective, the biggest risk for brand is that we actually cause consumer harm and we actually hurt somebody in the consumption of food. With all of this in mind, how can businesses maintain product integrity? It's great that you asked about product integrity because I see um, multi-components when we talk about product integrity rather than food safety. And I think first and foremost, um, it's important to recognize when we talk about the food industry that by definition, if food is not safe, it's not food. And that is the primary focus of the food industry from a, a risk perspective is to, to ensure and that everything that they do ensures that food is safe to consume. I think secondly, when I look very specifically and I think about integrity, it's bigger than just food safety. It's around truth and labeling. It's ensuring that that product that is offered for delivery is not only safe because most consumers assume that the food that they eat is safe. 
but actually food is what it says it is on the label. It's all about authenticity. And increasingly, from a food industry perspective, we need to be focusing on the integrity or the authenticity of the products that we're offering for sale. And I think the biggest way that people can actually ensure when they think about how to maintain that product integrity and what are increasing and ever evolving kinds of changes from a, a risk perspective um, for their business is know the source. They need to understand, and it's not just know the supplier, it's around know the source, know the source of your materials, know the source of the component parts, know the source of the manufacturers that are being used, and then understanding the risks holistically. So we need to understand the very traditional food safety elements of risk assessment, you know, looking at those key components that we that we evaluate by way of um, biological, physical, chemical and allergenic type of risk factors when we look at kind of the materials we use. But we also need to understand, and this feeds into those evolving risks um, that we need to increasingly be aware of with regards to, you know, the statements that we're making on our products, the claims that we're making, and the expectations of those consumers with regards to transparency is we need to understand also not just those core food safety risk elements when we're looking at our sources and our supplies, but we need to also understand holistically what are those risks around our sourcing and our supply chain that relate to human rights actions you know, are the social worker welfare accountability risks. We need to also think about, you know, the risk from an environmental perspective, the use of water, the use of plastic, really holistically look at what are all of those factors and then how do those pieces all come together with the overall assessment of the risk of our supply sources. We also need to really look at, are we effectively managing change in our operation? Increasingly, as I've spoken about, being agile, needing to make changes because of the, the need and the changes in the evolving landscape that we're trying to work within. We need to make sure that we are undertaking, you know, mechanisms by which we plan, do, check and act. And that, that really that change management process has never been more important in our businesses. And I think finally, um, when I think about how companies need to ensure um, product integrity, they maintain product integrity, is they need to, it's not about setting and forgetting. We need to go back. We need to validate. We need to look at the evidence that we have to make sure that the controls that we have in place are actually still effective, as well as we need to verify and look at multiple means of verifying um, that what we're doing is actually delivering us highly effective and, and that our, our, the controls that we have in place are delivering us the efficacy to deliver not only safe food, but also products that have high levels of authenticity and integrity. You mentioned the importance of having and maintaining a holistic risk profile. What exactly does this mean for businesses? In simple terms, it's having a joined up approach to end to end risk management within their businesses. You know, it's very common within food businesses to have specialist teams that look after various areas of risk. It's quite common to see that you'll have one group of, 
of experts that will focus around food safety and quality risk. You might have another team of experts that deal with the human rights and social elements of risk across our supply chains and within our business and operations. Again, you might likely have a sustainability team that's focused on things around environment and, and potentially animal welfare further down our supply chains. And really, whether it's managed in full by one particular technical team in the business or across a number of these specialist teams, which is most commonly the practice, it's important to ensure that all of those various factors related to assessing risk are actually joined up and ensuring not just that they're joined up, but also making sure that they provide a clarity of both the risk as well as the impact on our business. And what I mean by the impact on our business is you need to actually have these various risk factors joined together and, and get a holistic view to ensure that the interrelationships at any time actually are really clearly understood. And so that we don't end up in a position whereby we actually make a change in a particular area with regards to sourcing or with our processes or how we package our products in the best interest of environmental reasons or in the context of uh, a change in supply and the need to change supply to a different part of the world, which may give us some underpinning improvement from a, a, a social and human rights perspective and decrease our risk there, but then actually provide us with increased risks from a food safety perspective. And an example that I'll give you, um, commonly we will see is we see this charge with regards to actually looking at how we can remove the amount of plastic in food products. And I think one of the things that we need to um, really need to ensure is that yes, we need to actually look at how we minimize and we adapt and we change the way that we actually um, package products in the interest of minimizing product uh, plastic packaging in those products. But we also need to ensure that we're joined up when we're taking those decisions and, and ensure that there's a clear understanding with regards to what the impact will be on the safety, as well as the, the product integrity, as well as the product shelf life when we make such changes, because that can actually have a detrimental um, impact on the overall safety of the products that we produce and offer to consumers. Thanks for listening to the Future in Focus podcast. Please visit our homepage on Spotify to listen to more episodes and stay up to date with new releases. And to find out more about LRQA services, please visit www.lrqa.com. Music